Hello, I am Ada Rhodes Short. I'm a queer trans woman whose pronouns are she, her. And And I'm Katie Coleman. I'm also a queer trans woman whose pronouns are she, her. And this is Totally Trans. This is our last episode of the second issue of our zine format thing. And today we're talking about the really not good movie, Lady Ballers, which um, we would like to make it very clear. We did not in any way pay to see Lady Ballers, but we did watch it. And um, now you don't have to. So we can tell you what it's about. (laughs) I wish I hadn't watched it. Yeah, it was, um, it was not good. Uh, something that is interesting about it, and I think kind of is a really good indicator of, like, media criticism, and especially, like, internet media criticism, is it currently has a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes from, use like, viewers, yeah. which I think is, like, the most damning final indictment of Rotten Tomatoes as, like, a useful media tool because it's just such a bad film um notably i would also like to point out that it's like what is his fucking name what is this asshole's name um it is written directed and starring jeremy jeremy boring who i just realized because i watched the credits to be like oh it's weird that this is all original music um he made the, he music, did the music too. too. So the shitty songs were were him and his wife. I had I'd not looked at his name, I oh guess, until just you now. Is he the Jeremy's Chocolates guy and the Jeremy's Razors guy as well? Oh my god, is he? I think so. Because they do Wait, like a no, commercial that can't be. for both of them in the movie, right? It just occurred to me that yeah. his name is Jeremy. I don't know. Like that could it could be wrong. That that can't be is that is this whole thing just a bizarre right-wing commercial for this man yeah i think it is i think that's the whole point of the daily wire isn't it yeah i mean there's jeremy's razors the the anti-woke razor made for non-woke men yeah founded by jeremy boring that's the guy so that's what a piece of shit he is Fuck this guy. What an embarrassing man God. to be. Uh, um, so should we start by explaining what this movie is about? And yeah. Yeah, let's start. Do you want to try and summarize the plot? Yeah, I can the summarize plot? the plot. Um, okay, so Lady Ballers is uh, a movie. Um, it is about, it's set in my home state of Tennessee, of course. <laughs> Go Vols, um, and is about the 2008 high school Tennessee state champion basketball team uh, and the coach of that team. Um, and 15 years later, in the year 2023, uh, they, the, the coach's life is in shambles because he's a horrible, misogynist, racist, um, homophobic person. Uh, and his daughter is telling him about... <clears throat> all the woke uh, mind virus stuff she's learning in her public school, which enrages him. And uh, he can't get a job anywhere. And he ends up getting a job at a drag bar where, where none of the, none of the way, wait, wait, the serving staff are actual drag queens. They're all just 
men who are down on their it's it's hard we can't that's un- unclear because they say yeah. that but then we'll come back to that yeah. because that is like plot yeah, i'm gonna try to somehow. i'll try not to get distracted with these little things moving on he meets up with the old like star of the basketball team who's also on hard times because you know horrible person who deserves to be in bad times and um they come up with he's going he he can still run fast and so he's going to enter him into a um a race uh but he comes from work and forgets to take off his wig and makeup from work it seems to be the 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 critical point that this movie hinges on is that this man forgets to take off his drag after work before going to the the race okay so i'm gonna put the little caveat the footnote on here that we could do a totally trans about like alex alex who's that character is explicitly trans That's weird and complicated. And I actually liked Alex as a character, big bimbo yeah. energy, but we'll but continue with the plot summary. Yeah, it's there's a moment. Yeah, okay. So um we'll get into it. There's a lot to talk about. My God. Um, okay, so they're in the he tries to sign up for this race, but the men's race is full. And then when he shows up, the woman who's like accepting people is like, oh, a trans woman. My God, let's get you in the race immediately. And so the coach comes up with this plan that he's going to have him run in the race as a trans woman. And then there's this evil liberal journalist. I mean, she's not even she's she's apolitical, I guess. She's just all the journalists daily wire really has a uh, an axe to grind against journalists you'll be shocked to learn i'm sure she's very anna sarkeesian yeah yeah um or um except yeah. wait no, no not that's anna not her name. Sarkeesian, her name? are you talking about the gamergate woman that's uh no not the gamergate woman uh who's the girl from the young turks oh yeah 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 i don't remember why did i got the horrible woman confused. anna Kasparian. yes 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 the other yes. Anna. Um, and uh, yeah, so she's just, um, and she comes up with this plan that uh, the global games, which, you know, the Olympics are trademarked, so they can't use the Olympics, are having open tryouts for amateurs, which I believe the, the Olympics are are for amateurs. Isn't that the whole point of the Olympics is that it's an amateur, like they're they're not, anyway, not the point. So that actually depends on the country, but also we can come back and talk about yeah, that okay. later. <clears throat> yeah, you know way more about sports than me, so I'll defer to your knowledge on all the sports stuff in this movie. But um, because I did not... <clears throat> God, excuse me. I'm getting over a deathly illness. Um, yeah, because I did not stop. I watched this movie at one and a half speed, and that wasn't fast enough. And I certainly did not stop it to look anything up. <laughs> So yeah, I watched it at two times oh, speed God. after the first yeah. ten minutes. I was like, "Oh no, smart, I can't. smart." Yeah. Um, so she comes up with this plan that they can enter these people into, and she spins it as you know a heartwarming story about this you know quotation marks trans woman winning this race or whatever, right? Even though he is not an athlete anymore and is 15 years past his prime he is absolutely smoking the profession the, i mean i guess they're not professionals but the women athletes in this in this race um 
So notably, all of which are women of color. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Oh my God. Don't get started on the on the race relations in this fucking movie. I swear. <laughs> um. So. Uh, yeah, so they get the, the team back together, which consists of a bunch of characters, I suppose, is, is what they're, what they're wanting, um, with it, like, you know, for comedy. Um, and they put the team back together and basically create their basketball team again, which I guess only can cer- consisted of like six people because they have to get the towel boy back in, who is obviously like a ben shapiro stand-in right i mean he's supposed to be ben shapiro that's how i read it i don't know because they also then he becomes dylan mulvaney immediately goes dylan mulvaney which is also really weird like they don't like that character he's very much supposed to be a character yeah but do they like which makes me feel like he can't but they don't like ben shapiro Shapiro. nobody likes ben shapiro ben shapiro's (laughs) best friends fucking hate ben shapiro that's what i'm saying right like (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, anyway, they get this team together and they um, put them in, you know, the the barest semblance of drag and uh, compete in this tournament. And that's basically what the movie is about. And it's about them, like, the, the coach feels, starts to feel bad for, um, you know, ruining women's sports, which are given so little respect in this movie, first of all, like, they don't care about women's sports. I mean, that's very clear. Like, um, they have, he has a whole speech about how much better men are than women at everything. It's, it's, this movie is almost more misogynist than it is transphobic. Like, it's, Enraging. I would say it's yeah. much more misogynistic than yeah. trans. The level of mis- it has such incredible divorced man mm-hmm. energy too. And part of that seems intentional. Like when I first started this movie, I was like, "Is he meant to be?" He's there's a certain degree of him. He's supposed to be ridiculous and an asshole, like for comedy purposes. But at the end, like everything works out for him. It's troubling. Um. Anyway, so they um, they go to the tournament and they just absolutely dominate the supposedly best women basketball players on the uh, on in the country, um, and then of course they're only stymied when the the evil journalist lady abandons them and creates a new team of players. This time, instead of um, white men uh, in drag, they're black men, and that of course is is too much. Um, so they, uh, he finds the rule book and he's like, well, there's no age limit on the girls in the group. So he gets a bunch of children to be the team in the second half of the game. And it's supposed to be this like heartwarming thing. It's, um, and they all learn a valuable lesson, um, about. And the valuable lesson is the patriarchy is good and biological differences are important. And, um, Jordan Peterson can untrain you. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Jump scare at the end. Like the credits come up before he does, and it says with Jordan Peterson. And I was like, I didn't see fucking Jordan Peterson. And then suddenly it's like, there's Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Um, I hated um, it so much, and I knew that I would hate it, but yeah. um, it was different than I expected. Uh, I will say that. Yeah. Yeah. There are some. There's some unintentionally good comedy in it where it'll be like, here's a thing that you're supposed to be reacting to as a like, that's ridiculous, but actually just rules. 
Um, and then like, you're supposed to instead, the thing that is supposed to then be the joke is like the line after it that then kills the thing that is initially good and yeah, funny. Yeah. I did um, laugh a couple of times, like, but I think it was all um, at things that they didn't intend to be funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we need to make a, oh my God, what was it? Was it, uh, I wrote down the quote, but it's probably my favorite line and we should put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> um, but it was something along the lines of like, I will tase a white yes, man. Yes, yes, Oh yeah, yeah. I will tase a white man is the yeah. entire line, which yeah. ruled. Um, um, and I, uh, <clears throat> Yeah, that was the, there's a couple of, there's a couple of, listen, I can laugh at, at, um, you know, liberals being terrible people too. I, I can appreciate that humor in doses. So there are, you know, there's a couple of moments like that where, yeah, where, you know, they, there's something to be made fun of, but what they're making fun of isn't the same thing that we can agree is ridiculous and funny, you know, like they're, they're so concerned with, um, you know, their, their ridicule that they don't allow any of the, any of the jokes to land, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's mean spirited attempts at comedy where it just really falls apart um so some stuff i want to talk about this is one i think we should take a minute and talk about kind of like our our individual relationships to like sports and women's sports and gender stuff because i think that is an interesting difference we have with watching this um how this movie views sports i want to talk about the character of alex who is the only one of them i don't hate um and is treated horribly um also, what the fuck? Matt Walsh is out cucking. Act, like, actual Matt Walsh is cucking this man. Yeah, I, I didn't get that. I, so I, I assume that there's some kind of, like, continuity with maybe one of their other films or TV shows where he's, like, doing that. I don't know. Here's the thing. Like, I don't... So the... Go ahead. The two twins who have, like, the weird incestuous thing yeah. going on. So those characters are the actual actors' names yeah. and public personas. And they have, I guess, a pop, like a comedy series that's just those two twins playing themselves, but with all of the incest, which I don't understand. What? No, they have like a, they have a sports show. How is that the recurring character? <laughs> they have a sports show on the Daily Wire show with that horrible Elon Musk lookalike homunculus guy who is, um, apparently all three of them are actual like former athletes. Like that guy used to be the quarterback for a division one football team. Um. Oh. oh my god okay wait so before we move on to actually discussing stuff in more depth I do want to point out something that is wild is this is the last appearance in anything of one of the people because he one of the so the basketball team that they play against at the end a lot of those are like pro or semi-pro basketball sure. players and one of them died between the filming of the movie and the release Good. And they end the credits with like a dedication to him comment, which. What a horrible legacy. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's not, wow. it's not sad enough wow. for his descendants that you he's dead, this. that his last legacy is this piece of shit, which is not only like politically yeah. horrible, but I also know. like not funny.
you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. Katie, what is your relationship to sports and women's sports and like sports movies? Okay. Maybe yeah, I can, I got something to say about sports movies, I guess. I mean, none, like I, I didn't play sports. My, me and my sisters are all tall. And so my dad wanted us to all to play basketball. Um, and none of us were good at it. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I played basketball when I was in like, you know, third and fourth grade and, um, did not like it. And to his credit was like, oh, okay, you don't have to do it. Then. And that's about it. That's as much sports as I, um, as I ever played when I was in high school, I did lead pep rallies. Um, so I was like, you know, involved in that sort of thing. I mean, I wasn't a cheerleader, but I was like, you know, on the student council and like kind of friends with some of those people. So they got, and, 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 you know, an actor. Um, so I would do a lot of that kind of stuff, usually in character, sometimes as Satine from the film Moulin Rouge, but that's a different story. Um, as far as sports movies go, like I, I really like some sports movies. Um, I think that, um, you know, especially there's some Disney sports movies that I really love, like, you know, cool runnings and the mighty ducks and miracle, um, the rookie. Um, I really like all of those. And I think, and I've thought about it before. And I think one reason why I like sports movies is because, you know, in movies, you want to simplify these things to where you have, you know, this easy conflict, right? Good versus evil is um, a good thing for a movie because it's simple and you can get in and out of a story like that in an hour and a half. And a lot of times, you know, movies use cops for that, which sucks, obviously. Um, And sports movies are a good way to have that kind of dichotomy of there's a physical struggle that you're doing and there's a good versus evil kind of dynamic but nobody has to be a cop and also nobody dies usually. So, um, so yeah, in thinking about sports movies, I've come up with that in the past. Um, and I think that's one reason why I like them. Yeah. Um, my relationship to sports isn't like the complete opposite side of the spectrum, but definitely much more athletic than you. (laughs) Um, I, played a lot of sports growing up and had my parents required us to do either a sport or be like actively working as like an actor. And I didn't like being on stage. So that was the path I took. Um, so yeah, I did hockey track football. I only did football like one year in like fifth grade and I, it was not for me. Um, baseball and swim team growing up with like track probably being my most, um like consistent sport growing up and then oh and fencing jesus uh which i did like on and off for a long time and then uh through grad school kind of took a break from that and then started returning to like softball and fencing um and then roller derby is kind of currently my like primary sport um i might start getting to powerlifting but i also Damn. don't want that's we don't need to talk about that that's a whole thing um 
And outside of that, I'm also just like a huge, specifically women's sports fan, even before I transitioned. Part of this is I went to Baylor, which um, during the Brittany Griner era. So I was like, oh my God, women's basketball is the greatest sport in the world. And I still largely think that um, women's softball and soccer also rule. Um, Yeah. And then, um, and I'm not just, I'd like to point out I'm not just like a an okay one. I have a lot of MVP trophies for like roller derby specifically. Um and can uh in both like all women's and co ed games and leagues. So that's that's fun. Um I feel like I have a lot of experience around gender and sports. Sports movies, however, largely haven't appealed to me as much. Um, with the exception of like there's some Disney Channel original sports movies that just rule but the reason they rule is like wow this is so horny and like motocrossed um, like motocrossed or that one with the twin basketball players um, which is that cannot be called double teamed that absolutely cannot there's be there's no way it's called double teamed double dribble maybe that's a basketball term um, I'm looking it up Disney Basketball movie twins. It is called Double Team. Wow. Yes, that is correct. Wow. <laughs> um, what an insane thing. So, yeah, but generally I've been on the side of things where it's like I find more enjoyment in like sports or like um, Athletes Unlimited, which is like this women's multi-sport league um it's like one of my favorite things right now it's really great i'm excited about women's the women's volleyball national team coming to omaha volleyball is a sport i don't care as much about but i'm excited to just like really go and enjoy women's sports being played professionally in omaha that rules uh yeah so that's kind of my relationship to that um, one notable thing I'd like to bring up about this is, uh, this movie hates women's sports so yes, much. It does, like, yeah. it's like, oh, no one goes to women's sports team games. And it's like, no, these are things with huge fan bases, especially the WNBA. It's such a weird thing to pick on. Yeah. Like the only thing they could have like done a worse job of would be if they'd done like women's soccer or something. Um, but like the WNBA notably like women's teams are better at like team usage. So like plays and like multiplayer things. Um, and their three point accuracy is like way fucking higher. All of their shooting accuracy is way fucking higher. Um, and they're just literally better, better at the game. The best sports team, not just women's sports team, the the best sports team of all time was a women's basketball team. It was the Edmonton grads. Um, they're the most winning, winningest, which is such a fun word to say um with like multiple decades of just being undefeated and it's just so ridiculous to me that this movie doesn't understand that and then there are a few points where they kind of like draw on statistics and try and like base it and stuff where it's just like that is such a one-sided story like um oh well like women are like high school boys can beat adult women on the world level at sprinting and short i think that they said it's short distances they said the, the- which finally, like, that statistic is true. However, what they don't say is, like, women 
outperform men at long distances by such a wide margin. And the longer the distance it is, like the better women do. And um, that's true for a bunch of other sports. Like, <laughs> that is very frustrating to me as they're like, mm, men are better at these sports. And they even like acknowledge in his weird rant where the coach is like, women civilize men. He's like, well, sports are a thing men made up to show why they're better at things. And it's like, that is yeah. true. You are trying to just highlight this, but like basketball is not a sport men are significantly better at than women. Um, that that was just frustrating to me. Uh, yeah, I just kind of want to see Brittany Griner just got, start go throwing hands at these guys and just beat the shit out of them. Just chase down Jeremy and just... <laughs> beat the ever living it would shit be great i would love to see all of these guys uh, and all the people honestly because that's the thing you have to remember when you're watching this movie is like everybody in this movie is a piece of shit like as a person you know like i suppose there's a possibility that some of the extras might not really know what was happening or like they just got invited onto set one day or something but like all of the people with lines in this movie they are horrible people um and it's kind of yes oh like all of not the characters even yeah. which all but two of the characters are yeah. monsters it's the people who made this are horrible yeah. monsters yeah um and yeah. uh and i hope bad things happen to them um because they deserve it the um, <laughs> yeah it's um it's infuriating uh to uh to try to watch because I want things to be good. You know, everybody wants things to be good. You don't want to have a bad time. So, you know, I knew this was going to be awful. And I knew obviously that it's ideologically abhorrent, but like in the, in, in your heart, you know, you're watching a comedy, you want it to be funny. And it's just, (sighs) despite the fact that this movie hates me and thinks that I don't deserve rights, I also am offended that it's so poorly made and so not executed well. Um, So it offends me as an artist. Like, they got to make this movie. Like, they got the money and the resources to make this movie. And I'm not going to be able to get the money and resources to make my movie, you know? That fucking sucks. My movie's way better than this movie. Yeah. Well, and if you, I have to sit through two hours of, well, one hour because I watched that double yeah. speed, but one hour even of this movie, I would like to there to be at least like one, one bit that's intentionally yeah. funny, and also not just be like constantly. Um, I was just shocked by. I guess I don't know what I expected. There was so much more racism yes. than I anticipated, and also they like show off a there there's a part where it's like, oh, that black man has an enormous yep. penis. And it's like, what the It was, fuck? I mean, it was shocking. Like, what? I think that they, I think that they had a list. I mean, it creates, you know, of like certain things that they. Are you, an ordered list of races and genders that they think they're good at? Is that <laughs> I mean, maybe, saying? but I think that, I think that when they wrote this movie, they're like, okay, so what woke bullshit do we want to parody slash, you know, make fun of, right? Like, you know, all of our character, all of our main characters are white, obviously, you know, because the 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 woke left has to make everything so diverse. And, you know, all my friends are white and everyone I know is white and everybody who wants to watch this movie is white. So, you know, everybody's going to be white. 
there's no black people on this basketball team, which, you know, it is Tennessee, I suppose. But like, I grew up in Tennessee. And in 2008, there was no all white high school basketball team. That's absurd. Um, anywhere, honestly. Um, so it's, uh, it's surprising. I think that they, 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 yeah, I think they had, they had decided certain things that they wanted to do. Like the whole thing with, um, the journalists and the like Native American heritage thing. Like it is just every single scene manages to not only be transphobic, but also racist and deeply misogynist. Yeah. An anti-mask? There's an anti-mask joke? Like, what the fuck? A misogynistic anti-mask joke where he's like, oh, take it's a woman keeps having to take off layers of their mask Mm -hmm. to like, which actually, like, as far as the structure of a joke goes, the having to take off multiple layers of a mask is a good joke. But then there's the payoff of it is then he's like, you like you're ugly you're an ugly yeah. woman and, and he's like, like yeah put some concealer on that's not fuck you dude like yeah it just goes for straight mis- like just complete misogyny and it's like you could have done so many good things with that bit um and that's another thing is like at any point where it's like here is a, a setup that could lead to a good punchline they then just don't mm-hmm. do it like yeah they just don't do it like because instead they're like well here is our or like our what is the jordan peterson quote the screw you woke moralist yeah yeah because that's what they're going um, for is like their punchline to every joke i mean it's like when you're when i don't know i i guess this isn't true but like you know, I have I have a problem with like message movies in general, even if I'm on the the side of the message, you know, because I think that it's important that, you know, if you're going to be like, what am I trying to say here? That the story and the characters have to take precedence over your message, right? You have to be, t- you have to tell a story first. And if that story is political, you know, that's fine and good if it's, you know, good politically. But when you're when your first priority is always politics, I don't think I think it's very difficult, at least to tell a good story, even if your politics are good. And when your politics are terrible, it's it's the death of art, you know, like the the biggest waste of time and and money and and resources in the world like this sucks the stars from the sky this is the worst thing i've seen in years well and even just like from a structure perspective the like motivation is so weak because i guess they're doing this for money and fame but then also like once they start the journalist is like blackmailing him with getting canceled And it's she's like, I'll well, cancel you. And he's like, Oh no. And it's like, who the what the fuck? Who the fuck? And cares? then there's like just this a is... story plot point there. Like she tells him that, she threatens him that. He doesn't do anything. And then immediately she she switches sides. And like again, I watched this at one yeah. and a half speed. It's possible that I missed something, but I'm pretty sure I didn't. I'm pretty sure that that's just that's what we call an old fashioned plot hole, you know, that there's no reason for her to do that other than that you know, the, the plot demands it, but they didn't write in a reason for her to abandon him. She blackmails him and says, you know, if you do this, but he hadn't done it yet. It's anyway. 
Yeah. Well, and there's so many threads in this that just don't go anywhere. Like the fucking badger thing where it's like, oh, he has a badger mascot tied up in his basement because it was humping nothing and that like set him off. So he's killing actual badgers while having this badger in his basement. And that like never pays off. Yeah, it's... In any way you'd think it would. It's it's um, it's kind of a joke, I guess. Like I there's there's little things like that kind of like things where they're they're trying to do like uh, I mean the tone of this is all over the place because the first scene I think the first scene is the best scene in the movie. Like the 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 locker room chat from the the high school basketball game shirt sure, because I mean it is the only thing that has nothing to do with um you know trans people I guess you know. Um, and it's, I mean, it's poorly acted and and poorly made and everything, but there's, there's a tone that they're going for, which is this, you know, silly kind of low budget, like, um, kind of like the movie Hot Rod. Do you know what I'm talking about? The Lonely Island movie? Like that kind of Yeah, or have you seen, um, Basketball? (laughs) I have not seen Basketball, no. But I imagine that's very similar to this, because the other comparison to this is, of course, South Park. Yeah. Um, yeah, because so there is this um, tone that they seem to be going for, but it keeps veering wildly into self-serious, you know, uh, their their political agenda. So it's it's very difficult to kind of get a hold of it, even if you even even if you're ignoring the um, the horrible messaging of it, you know. I mean, I think like. Like this movie, it hates trans women something it hates more than trans women is just yeah. women. And then the only thing I think this movie hates more than women is sports. Like in yeah. general. No, because the way they talk about sports is entirely transactional. Like quotes include things like um, sports can be a pathway to a better life. And then just listing like, like in the locker room scene, he's like, you'll go to college. You'll do this thing. You'll do that yeah. thing. YouTube will own a car dealership yeah. either way. Um, and talking about how like, oh, we're going to take opportunities away from these people. And it's like, and we'll go back to the first episode in this issue is me talking with Chris Mosier about like things we get from sports and the stuff we get from sports isn't like, that's, that's like, so not the important part, right? It's like socialization and teamwork and physical fitness and feeling good and connected to your body. And even just like the fun of like playing a challenging game. And this movie doesn't show any of that. It doesn't even show any sports moments. There's only one part where there's like a challenge. And I actually think this is really funny. It's the semi-final. They almost lose to a women's team and it all happens off camera because I don't think they understand basketball enough to actually write drama. All they show is like people dunking or like picking up someone. I'm pretty dunk, sure that's not allowed in basketball. Not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like horrible fouling. Yeah. And it's just like, this is none of this is how this works. These people do not understand sports or care about them. They're just looking at sports as like an economic. Yeah. Well, I mean, thing that's that you do for that's like the money. thing. Everything to them is an economic, you know, it's a grift. Like they only, when you only, when, then that's your worldview. When your worldview is, a grift like what can we do 
how can, I mean, they're not moralists. Like these people, even if, even if their, their morals were, you know, completely inverted, like they're not doing this for, for reasons of the heart. It's not that they believe in it. They're just trying to get money and, and fame out of all of this. And that, that's very, that, 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 that worldview seeps into this very easily. Like you, you can, you can see they, it's very much, it reminds me of like the South Park thing, or um, another example is the, um, the Grand Theft Auto thing. Like the worldview there is nobody, only idiots care about things. Only idiots, you know, have real relationships with people. Um, the the smart people are you know transactional and they believe because that's how they are they believe that everyone is like that so the woke moralists you know the um you know the the opposing side of that they assume must be as cynical and you know profit driven as they are because that's the only way that they can conceive of a person um, and that's well, and they constantly bring that up with like the journalist yeah. of like that's why I'm a journalist is for money and power and it's like. These, they literally just don't understand. They don't understand why people would want to play sports. They don't understand why people would want to have friends. They don't understand why people would want to have like a wife or a daughter or like, yeah, they, they just don't understand anything about humanity on an infuriating level. Um, uh, and also like, like the point to which this entire movie is also a straw man argument not even a straw man, because that implies there's something stuffed into the substance of this. It's literally just like an empty shirt on a fucking yeah. hanger. Hollow man. Because yeah. originally Ben Shapiro said in an interview that he wanted to make a doc this as a documentary yeah. and like get these male athletes to like play women's sports under the trans rules and like film it as kind of a like gotcha documentary type thing. But then they weren't able to do it because the rules do not allow men to just do that. And they couldn't find any male athletes who were aligned with their values, who were willing to go on hormones for a year or have an orchiectomy or do any of the things that trans women have to do to participate in these sports to be able to do that. So they're just like inventing. It's the definition of like inventing a guy to be mad at, but they're like, they're inventing these guys to be mad at and then they're being like and the real problem here is that like doesn't like like is the loss of economic value from this it's like what the fuck is yeah, wrong and with like you? they they um, disproved their own premise before though, they started and then continued with the project like they like that, that's yeah. what they, they know they know that there's no that that there's there's nothing to their argument. They know that that, it, that it's not real. They're they're just posturing and and inventing um, furor for for no reason. Like it is it's it's sound and fury, all of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the only realistic part of this is that he someone else is fucking his wife um, because there's no way any of these men are capable of making a woman come. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of their, or anyone, of their or anyone come and yeah. fuck other they people. They can't make themselves come. Yeah. yeah, they probably can't just cause it would be gay to touch exactly. their own dick. And that's um, true. Remember, it is gay to touch your own dick. We should topic. make that a t-shirt. Can we make Gender that a t-shirt? Yeah. Yes. 
Um, I, I, I will tase a white man. It's and, gay to touch your own dick. Uh, it's gay to touch your own dick. Um, oh, that rules. We haven't but, made a t-shirt um, so in like Alex, three years, by the I way. I want to... Well, we technically have because we put all this... Oh, yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. It's all one yeah. story now. The show, the podcast so, hasn't, yeah. Uh, the Barbie one You made a Barbie that? one? The... What is it? I've yeah. been out okay. for a while. Um, I've been... I'll I'll send you a link really quick so you can see it. For everyone else, if you go to splendorqueer.com, that's all one word, S-P-L-E-N-D-O-R-Q-U-E-E-R, splendorqueer.com, um, and then go to the shop, or you can just scroll down. Uh, it's the cyber cyborg oh, muscle mommy right. warlord that's right. shirt that's right. in the Barbie yeah, yeah, yeah. font. Um, yeah. And... Oh, how do I open our chats now? I'll drop the links just so you can see it, everyone. Um, yeah, check that out. We also have the X-Men shirt is back. The Frank Castle Loves His Transgender Girlfriend is back. The shirt um, they didn't the want you to see. various other yeah. companies. Yeah. Um, the Eileen Wernos is a feminist icon. I support women's rights and women's wrongs. Hoodie Ooh. that Etsy made me take down. You can buy on our store. <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't, but you can um, buy it. But you can. Um, it, is there it is one of the only things I've ever worn to the gym that oh, has cute. had men absolutely not want to talk to me. I mean, that's um, that's a glowing recommendation. Yeah, I'm surprised men know who she yeah. is. Honestly, like, I think it's because of that movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yikes! Um, yikes! So Alex is actually trans throughout this okay yeah, yeah and yeah. so alex is the yeah, is the, so the person is the... who is working at the drag bar staffed entirely by cis seemingly straight men well we i guess we don't know that any of them except for the coaches i suppose they're just bad at drag because My fault. i shouldn't say that you're right maybe they're just bad. they might they may not be bad at drag that's just their style is different like it's a lot of like very they're, it's like beardy it's queens. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's transphobic yeah. jokes. Um, and then Alex, who is clearly very into it and like has a purse and wears women's clothing and talks about like why being a girl is better. And then in the like climax final game is like, Coach, I need to tell you that actually this has been really validating for me. And my parents have said for the first time in their lives that they're proud of me and for like what I'm doing and being like my authentic self and i'm so happy and then uh jeremy whatever punches alex in the dick and says like parents shouldn't be proud of you unconditionally well he does actually say parents should be proud of you unconditionally i mean not to defend the movie but his 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 no no he said parents shouldn't be proud of you unconditionally Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll defer to you because like, I deleted to... the movie already, and I don't want to yeah. watch it again. I believe you. All right. Well, yeah. No, I took a, a specific note of that, and he's like, "Your parents shouldn't be proud of you if you're not doing something to make them proud." Yikes. Well, I misunderstood <laughs> that. I suppose I thought it was marginally better. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, it's this. It's yeah. the moment of and shit, then... right? It's the thing where where there's like a touching, heartwarming scene at the end of a comedy, where and honestly, like. 
I, for a second, I thought they were actually going to like make a nod towards, we don't actually hate trans people. You know what I mean? Like I thought it was going to be like a, like a, this one's okay. Blair white situation for a second. Um, and then completely undercuts that so hard where it's like, no, you can, wh- yeah. men can't be women. Like that's the, that's the, um, the, the heartwarming speech at the end of this movie. And he also tells his daughter the same thing. It's, Oh my God. And then, well, the mid credits sequence is also like Jordan Peterson doing conversion therapy Mm -hmm. on Alex. Um, Which like, yeah, I have nothing to say about. Um, I feel like also there's probably a lot of other cameos I didn't get because it's like, well, Matt Walsh and Candace Owens are here and Jordan Peterson. Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro is a referee. Ted Cruz. And Ben Shapiro. Ted Cruz shows up and has, it's not even, doesn't even have a joke. Like there's nothing to that. It's just, they literally, he literally just asks if a seat is taken and then leaves. There's, he doesn't come back. There's nothing there. I'm not sure he knew what he was doing. Um, Not to not to defend him. Well, I'm sure he. Is, I mean, you know, he's a horrible person, and he deserves all the hate in the world. But he didn't seem like he was aware that a movie was being filmed. You know, like, and none of these people are actors. Also, the only person who has any real acting credits is the the little towel boy twerp. Um, he's got like been in a couple of shows that aren't made by the Daily Wire, um, and everybody else is uh, either one of their friends or is a, an amateur. Um, and it shows. Um, Michael Knowles has acting credits in gay porn movies. Yeah, I don't know which one that is. Which one is he? He's one of the, Oh, he was the journalist. The journalist. The the journalist who's like, I have native. Oh, American right, 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 right. Yeah. Thing. Him and that, and that horrible little girl are the, the two journalists. Yeah. She's, um, What's that girl's name? Yeah. Brett something or other. She's that little teen Nazi girl. Um, yeah. Who had a blog or something. Uh, yeah. Is it, was that Billy Ray Brandt? No, that's the evil know. journalist. No, her um, name is no, Brett, Brett Cooper. Cooper. Brett yes, Cooper. yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I feel bad. I don't know what the deal for the little girl in this movie is. I oh hope God, I know. She has parents who care yeah, about she clearly her. doesn't she's in this movie um, yeah maybe uh, she'll be embarrassed about I mean, it one day who knows it's okay to have sympathy for the children in this movie um, because they don't <laughs> they can't make decisions for themselves but jesus christ like everybody else in this thing can fucking die in a fire god damn so why is it important for us to have watched this and talk about this? Is this just a thing we did to create content because we need to make content every week? Otherwise, we're not allowed to make the art we want to make? Or, I don't know, did we, is there a reason for us to have done this? I don't know. Like, I don't feel good about it. Like, I, um, I wish I hadn't watched it 100%. Like, it's... um. It's hard, you know, like, I I think that there is some value in, you know, knowing about these things that are happening and, you know, knowing that this is extant. And so people who listen to our show, who normally wouldn't watch this, can at least be informed about it. Um, So if they get into some argument with some family member or coworker or, 
you know, somebody, they can have knowledge of it to argue, but like, you don't, you don't need to know anything about it to, to know everything about it, you know, like, um, it's, uh, you, you know, people who haven't seen this movie, you know exactly what it is. It's, you know, the only things that are surprising is how racist and misogynist it is, you know, like. Yeah. It's way worse than you can expect I, it to be. I started this by bringing up the just like like Rotten Tomatoes and that this having like a 95% and this kind of like gamification of media criticism. And I think that to a degree One, we've tried to do some really in-depth, like, queer analysis and, like, historical analysis and, like, really well-researched media criticism on this show before. And I think there is kind of some, like, meta-commentary on the fact that it's, like, and then this week we watched this piece of shit that people made and then abused an internet ratings aggregator to try and make it look like it was quality cinema in order to like gaslight everyone into thinking there's value in this as a cultural output. And I think that that like says a lot actually about like the landscape right now of like quote unquote content and media criticism is that it's like people who are capable of actually doing really in-depth analyses of culture and placing it in like historical context and like queer theory and looking at things from like a deeply empathetic point of view are then kind of not like forced in a way where like anyone pointed a gun to our head, but I'm going to guess we'll have like pretty decent numbers on this episode. If we call it like, we watched Lady Ballers, so you don't yeah. have to. Um, and like, I don't, I don't know. This is definitely a thing that I don't think we're gonna do a lot in the future. Yeah, I mean, like, we've only won because, like, like there, there's no value. Yeah, in there's this. only been one, like, like transphobia episode we've done before this, right? The Golden Girls episode. Okay. But I, f- I stand by that actually as one of our better episodes from a, like, here is a historical oh, and cultural and emotional context. Yeah, of course. Context it's a great episode. Like, that is a, a solid of episode. Of course it is. Versus, like, I, I feel like we should look at more transphobic content. Yeah. But, like, God, I want it to be something that's, like, meaningful and complex. And looking at, like, The Golden Girls, which is, like, a show that a lot of people would think of as queer friendly and being like, Hey, this is how this show hurt me a lot this specific time. And I think that there's something valuable about yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was, um, versus nothing in this has value, like not necessarily in our criticism, but nothing even in this movie no. has value. No one put any thought or understanding or like, pathos into no this. no of course not i mean like you know there there's yeah there, there's nothing of value whatsoever um and you know that's the thing about like you know conservative art in general like there's you know i think that there there was like um uh 
you know, there's been debate at some, you know, at certain times, like, you know, what are the, what are the, the pieces of conservative art that are, you know, worth watching? And, you know, the, the answer is nothing, you know, like the, Lenny Reifenstahl knew how to put together a documentary is the, the, I think closest, uh, argument for that. I was looking at Rotten Tomatoes and, you know, the thing to note there is that that is the audience score that is 91%. And the, the yeah. review score, which is the actual, you know, tomato thing is, you know, there's nothing because real critics won't review this movie. And, you know, the, the people who did, there's four critic reviews. Two of them are, you know, racist, sexist, transphobic, anti-Semitic, etc. And the other two are, you know, um, uh, conservative blogs. So it's, uh, it's, it's hard because, you know, I mean, that, then that's happened forever with the review bombing of any movie that has like a woman lead and stuff like they, there's this army of chuds that these people can, uh, aggregate to, you know, boost their numbers at any moment. I also yeah. looked it up on YouTube and the the biggest, you know, the the top hits when you search for it are all it's either Daily Wire or you know all caps, you know, people reacting triggered to these these things. So it's uh so sorry, go ahead, yeah. So I'm going to before we we outro, I want to give you a really hard task oh, really great. quick and play one of my favorite games. How do we make pitch this so it doesn't suck? So yeah. if you had to take some part, like some vague structure of this movie and make it into something that isn't horribly transphobic, how would you do that? Um, I think, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it's, it's honestly, it's, it's not that, it's not that hard. I mean, I feel like, you know, you could, you can make, you could make a movie about this, um, where, you know, the lesson learned is of course the correct lesson. Um, and you know, there'd be, you know, these, these people like who are, you know, meet trans people and meet, you know, trans women athletes. And, you know, like one of the, the characters finds out that, you know, she is trans or whatever. And like interacts with the way that, sports and politics have you know turned against trans people and how these different people are trying to um you know operate in these in these worlds to you know further their own agendas um it would be it would be a difficult wire to walk i think but i think it was certainly possible and i don't know if it could be good but it could be a hell of a lot better than this you know like any episode of any episode yeah. of South Park is it has at least got, you know, funny moments in it, you know, like I'm I'm not immune to uh, uh, a um, risque, you know, uh, joke, but like you can you, you can do that a lot better than this. And as much as I hate the South Park guys and think that they're fucking cowards, there's, you know, there there, there are some there's some funny episodes of South Park and there's not this, there's not a funny moment in this. Yeah. Um, I think that 
Well, one, also, this movie just like doesn't. This movie is based in such a false universe. Oh yeah, yeah, it's not recognizable. It's just, like, the fever dream that exists inside. Like the media seeing trans women athletes and then being like, yes, these are good and not, and we're not going to be awful about this Mm -hmm. at all. Um, Wild. Amazing. I love that that happens apparently in fictional Arkansas. Tennessee. Um, Tennessee. Tennessee. Fair enough. They're Um, they're not not that that dissimilar, honestly. But I mean, but also like Nashville, it takes place in Nashville. And, like, they do keep calling it Middle Tennessee, which, you know, leads me to believe, I don't know, they just didn't want to say the word Nashville that often, I guess. I don't really know. But, um, you know, Nashville is a pretty liberal town. Um, you know, as far as, like, the South goes, like, Nashville is is kind of cool, you know? Like, and I guess that that's part of the, the quotation marks joke here that, you know, it's a, well, well why do you fucking live there then? You know, like... So if I had to rewrite this, so I would, so I would go the other direction on tone. I would actually make this like a pretty earnest movie and I would have Alex being torn between, okay, so start with just a bunch of high school musical references and Alex is torn between theater and sports. And we start with like, a conflict of Alex's parents being like, you have to, you have to do this. You can't do theater. And then because of sports, Alex gets to go to theater, gets to go to get a theater degree on a sports scholarship and plays like college basketball. The coach still a total piece of shit, racist, misogynistic monster um, maybe played by Ed O'Neill. I don't know why I think that casting okay, works yeah. so well. Um, and then while down on his luck in a similar situation, ends up at the Femboy Hooters and runs into Alex. And Alex is like, oh my God. Oh my God, I'm about to be outed. But then the coach is like, oh, I can't believe you're you're here. This is so funny that you're doing this. And thinks it's just like a bit instead of being like, no, Alex is a trans sex worker at Femboy mm-hmm. Hooters. And then comes up with this ridiculous money-making plot where, I don't know, I make it like something that makes sense, not the fucking I Olympics. That- like it's a women's basketball charity tournament. Yeah. So they're not playing against like world-class athletes. Like it's like, yeah, like it it's is amateur, a more recreational yeah, thing. But like, I think that the rest of the team needs to be cis women. You know, like the coach has put together this thing where it's where to be more like she's the man or ladybugs or something, you know? Oh, no. See, I think that he, he puts a whole team together, together okay. a whole this still puts the whole team together, but then they actually really struggle. And, oh, they like, get their asses handed to them. Through. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they somehow managed to make it through actually like on Alex as an athlete, like everyone else is like in horrible shape has not taken care of themselves since high school unlike alex who's like fresh out of ncaa basketball but like didn't continue on to the nba because of like rumors about their like gender and sexuality and is alex secretly on estrogen yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> um and alex is like hiding hiding boobs um 
I know and that then, life. Like I have the revelation that like the that the coach is causing harm to his teen to his age of the daughter, teen daughter who's playing basketball who he does not care about her sports games at all by like degrading women's sports and not seeing it as like a valid thing. And like Alex coming out and being like, yeah, I actually feel like validated. And I found like community with female athletes through this. Um, And then the final game being a substitution where Alex switches teams to an all women's team. And then they just like destroy the dudes. Just absolutely destroy them. And it's like, yeah, Alex is a dominant player. Uh, or like disqualify Alex with something where it's like, oh, you can't have played like at the NCAA level or something. Yeah. But I just want them to all actually learn a moral lesson. And I want Brittany Griner to have a cameo um, and Brittany Griner to be fucking the coach's wife. Nice, yeah. Replace yeah, the yeah, man, yeah, 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 yeah. character Brittany with Griner. Brittany Griner fucking And then the coach, the coach dies when his car blows up or something, you know, like... Yeah, a, a Regina George. Yeah, yeah, he gets hit by a fucking bus. Yeah, <laughs> and everyone laughs. The end. Um, I still don't think this. I don't think we can <laughs> save this movie. No, no, it's hard. And why would you fuck these people? Um, fuck these. God, people. what a bunch of bad people. Um, yeah. I can't believe they just embedded commercials into it. Yeah, and they play um, it off like a joke, but it's like would never not a do. joke. You know, like. Yeah, like we would Wayne's never tell World. people to go to splendorqueer.com backslash shop and buy a cyborg muscle mommy warlord yeah. shirt. We would never do that. Or a bumper sticker that says it's, it's gay to it touch your own dick. Coming soon. <laughs> it's gay to <laughs> Yes. God, ah, oh, fuck. Do I have time to make that I tonight? Don't know. Um, and yet, maybe while this episode uploads, I will make a gay, it's gay to touch your own dick up. Uh, sticker. Anywho, I've been Ada Road Short. I'm figuring out where you can find me. Get back to me in like a couple of weeks. I think I might start making like TikTok audio clips or something. That's nice. I don't know. You look so sad right now. Maybe. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. Social media is a nightmare. Uh, I'm I'm Katie Coleman. You can find me. I'm still on Twitter for God knows why. At Katie of the Lake. Um, hey, can I plug my other podcast? Absolutely. I always. have another podcast um, that is uh, about romantic comedies, and it's called Go Get Your Girl. And you can listen to that anywhere podcasts are listened to. My earbud just fell out of my head. Um, yeah, so if you like, uh, if you like that, you can listen to that. Rate and review Go Get Your Girl, and also us on places where podcasts get listened to you. And back us on Patreon.com so that you also get access to our Discord, where I've been more active and we've been trying to get more interaction and comments on the episodes. So if you've ever wanted us to read your comments on stuff we post ahead of time what we'll be talking about and we'll read a question yeah um buy our merch at splendorqueer.com i have combined my other art with this art so that we can make both of them financially feasible and that is good um it's the christmas season we have some great fucking t-shirts on splendorqueer.com 
um, and some good stuff. There's also the Splendor Queer Etsy, which has some other stuff. Um, check it out, buy it. It helps us make art. Yeah. Um, and if there's, it's like expensive. Sorry. No, oh, you talk. Um, and if there's, if there's, you know, things that like you want to hear us talk about, like, it's like maybe even if it's, if it's, you know, horrible transphobic bullshit, but you know, you don't want to watch it. We can watch it for you. Uh, if you want to suggest stuff on, uh, on the discord, we can certainly take it under advisement. Yeah, and if you liked this episode format where we watched something we hated, um, make a get on Discord and tell us. If you didn't like this, also get on Discord and tell us. Because honestly, it's a lot more easy to justify as not making, not watching horrible things if we have more people backing us on Patreon and we can... uh, I would I rather know. watch good things. I would rather watch things I like. I would much rather watch good things. Yeah. Um, I would much rather have a good time than a bad yeah, time. We're coming up on the holidays on that topic. If you like good things, uh, at some point around Christmas, I will also repost, re-upload the scripted part of our Christmas Carol um, as bonus content for people just to come back to you. Because uh, people like that. Um, but yeah, we're moving on to issue three. See you then. Bye. Bye. This is the least enthusiastic. Oh, bye no. God. <laughs>